0: So Blake, I went on something of a of a spicy boy spirit journey this weekend that we're gonna get we're gonna get into it during the show. But I do wanna I wanna start off with um, a little taste test of okay. uh, so. Don't I, worry, when you get
1: finished, I've got some things that could help cool you down.
0: Okay. Well, I found I found this hot this spicy hot chocolate that was like made with like uh, almost like a. Um, I think it was like jalapeno or habanero. It wasn't, but then I also found boot jalokia. It's okay, aka the ghost pepper hot chocolate, which me and you have tried before. And so, um, I think I think it would be good. I got me a big old mug of it, <laughs> a big mug right here. And in case you're wondering if God has a sense of humor, the last of the dairy in my house was used to make the hot chocolate, so I have no real- <laughs> There's nothing to save me from this. Do it. Oh, God! Okay, let's just try this out.
2: Yes. Let the- Let 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 the hate flow through you. Like the fires of the pepper. Do it.
0: You know it. Yes. Mm-hmm you know that moment right after you make a mistake where you're not sure if you made a mistake or not? That's Mm -hmm. where I'm at right now. I'm like, because it's spicy, but it's not not so much that it's hurting. But I also know I have a giant mug of it I have to consume during the show. And I'm very much afraid. Oh, God. Oh, God, I made a mistake. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load. A load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. load of BS to grit. I'm getting lightheaded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the greatest show on the planet. Woo! Featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
1: I'm sorry. I've been replaced by Cousin It.
0: Oh, okay, Mother I see. <laughs> well, I mean, between that and my little, t- my little Yoda, who's now joined us on the microphone, we don't have to be here anymore. This is not no. the Cousin It. This is It, It, Itty. It and Yoda. Oh, so how you been, <laughs> yeah. buddy? Ah, huh, huh, huh,
3: huh, 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 huh. Uh, uh, uh. Yes.
1: The pe- I have been existing. Just just existing? I've kind of been here, you know? I've been letting things happen. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Look, if I know, dr- I've been drinking a lot of coffee.
0: Yeah, that's what you... I think we've both found different ways to handle our sixty-nine. 69- oh, which, by the way, I guess we should take a moment to celebrate, because Blake Tanner, this marks the 69th episode of A Load of B.S., Why the fuck didn't we start out with this? Nice, so good. Nice, nice. Oh, because that's that's the the good. That's the number. You know, it's that's it's the sex number. We we reached the sex number finally. I I'd say it's the best sex number. Well, see, Blake, the reason why I didn't is because I'm still drinking this fucking hot chocolate, and it's doing things to me mentally that I can't comp. That I just can't parse. I don't know what's happening to me. So I'm going to keep drinking it. Well, I mean y- I've y- you've been I've a found coffee boy. It,
3: yeah.
1: Well, I found an old college humor article that's <laughs> trying to claim that there are nine numbers that are more sexy than
0: 69. Yeah, but see here's the thing. They're only in college. We graduated. We're we're adult humor now. And exactly. we know that 69 is in fact the good good sex number.
1: Well, let's see what they've got. This uh, the first one isn't really isn't really proving their case. It's 57. Because that's apparently what you look like when you're in missionary position, aka the boring one.
0: Well, also if you're fucking a giraffe
1: what um on next is 21. That's doggy style. Is it? Uh they've got handy little things and most they got like little um, <laughs> you know how when you stylishly write a one yeah like with the with a little hook on the front yeah that's where the penis is <laughs> that's the penis that's the penis uh seventeen is anal sex oh oh I could see that I think forty one is a hand job.
0: Man, so we're not even going we're not even talking about our week. We're just getting into a nice little segment about 69 real quick. Yep,
1: 42 blowjob. Okay. 60 cunnilingus.
0: I wish you didn't lead in with what the fuck you were talking about because <laughs> just hearing Blake Tanner like doing weird sex bingo of 42 yep. missionary. Right. Damn it, I don't have it.
1: 83. Three way.
0: Oh, I got sex bingo. Sex bingo.
1: <laughs> no. All right. Here's the. L- here we call out the next number. Eight eight eight. What orgy. The?
0: I can see that being an orgy. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. Eighty seven. Fucking a statue that's shaped like the number eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one, right? That's got to be the yeah. punchline. Okay. That's the yeah. Fair enough. Boy, like... But yeah, like I was saying, the BSL is doing things to us as men, I think. Because now you're just being a coffee hound. Like, just coffee as much as you get. And I didn't think it was going to be that bad for me. Because, like, we've talked before. I went the majority of my life without drinking or doing anything. And so, I'm like, I could go back to that for a while. But no, I had to find my new vice. And... I think we've already kind of exposed what that new vice is. And it's that I'm a spicy boy, Blake Tanner.
1: Uh, I would just like to say my coffee fixation has also come from the fact that my sleep schedule has basically had to readjust itself since I spend multiple nights a week recording podcasts. Oh! Until about 12 to 1 a.m. Oh,
0: dude, trust me. I've had to work mine around because I go to work at early as fuck in the morning. And I've finally gotten to a point where, like, I don't get enough sleep, but I wake up, like, during the, I guess, end of a sleep cycle, so it'll wake me up properly. So I've gotten to that finally, and I'm very excited about that. But, fuck, dude, I had so much spicy shit. Like, the last Mm. time I went to Gatlinburg, we discussed a little bit of the spicy that could happen in Gatlinburg. No, dude, I was on the spice train, like... I had spite I tried every hot sauce I could. If it said that uh, 21 and over, I made sure to drink it. Um, I had a spicy gummy pepper that was like green, yet yeah, orange and cherry. And they were one was jalapeno, orange was habanero, and then the red was ghost pepper. And I made the mistake of trying it with my mom, and when she tried the ghost pepper, she beat me in public and said, How fucking dare you do this to me? I was like, I'm sorry, mom! I'm in the same boat! It hurts! This just sounds like
1: you are paying penance to yourself through pain.
0: I feel like that's what- because also, other than once, when I left Pepper Palace, I had to get a carton of milk. Because... I did, I did it all, man. I was, I was just like, I'll take what you got. Give me it to me, big man. But I did, uh, I did most of the time. However, instead end up drinking a spicy ginger beer after each one because, okay, I found and I'm finding it right now with the hot chocolate I'm consuming is that when the spice gets to your brain, your brain thinks it's going to die. And instead of thinking, let's survive, your brain just says, fuck it, let's just go off. And it's very much like being drunk. So I've found a workaround. Mm -hmm. I, I also think that if you just replace any
1: of these spicy products with just, say, any type of hard drug... You you understand why people say that there are such things as gateway drugs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I believe it, but if anything, the fact that you have stopped drinking has been your gateway to this. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's made it worse for me. Like, I, I remember I texted you. I was like, I found something comparable to trying to hide being drunk in public, and it's trying to hide your mouth being on fucking fire because you just have to walk up to people like, yep. How are you doing today? You having a good day? I'm having a great day. Why wouldn't I be having a great day? Fuck you. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, I found through, um, listening to, through, to, uh, a podcast called trends like these with Travis McElroy and, uh, Brent black. Yeah. Um, Brent has a signature drink that he likes to have, and it's called a Cold Bro, which is just cold coffee mixed with our favorite protein shake, a muscle milk.
0: Oh, I'm down with that. Dude, hell yeah, that sounds amazing. Blake? I found that
1: like using, but you do it with hot coffee in the morning, and instead of creamer, you just put in some of that good muscle milk action.
0: So, Blake, I, Baby. you've made hot chocolate before. You know when you get to the bottom? And, and it's
1: just like that condensed little, little chocolate bit. And
0: where the remaining not fully dissolved and it gets really super concentrated? That's where I'm at right now. And if it was just chocolate, I'd be fine. I'm kind of scared to drink any more of this, but... I ain't wasting good hot chocolate no. and the last of our milk. I feel like the milk oh. may be the only thing saving me right now is the little, like, splash of milk I was able to pop in here. Uh I
1: think... I think the placebo effect is saving you.
0: Oh. Nope, that's... Oh, no! Woo! Oh! Oh! Mm. <laughs> like, I just got punched in the throat with spice! Oh, and there's more left in the, the mug. Over. No. Man, it's I f- need
1: some coffee right now. Yeah. How you doing, buddy?
0: Man, I'm good. What's wrong, buddy? What you talking about? It's okay. fine. That's good.
1: That's good. You're good. We're all good. Oh, God. What are we doing? I got to see cars get made.
0: Oh, really? What kind of cars? Did they say Me- catch out?
1: They, um, yes, they were all Owen Wilson cars.
0: <laughs> they weren't honk- Lightning
1: McQueen. They were just Owen Wilson. When you honk
0: <laughs> the horn, it goes, wow. 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 Wow, wow. They have the most polite horn I've ever heard in my it's, life. It's really nice. Yeah, Ka- wow Ka-wow. Ka- wow.
1: Uh. Um... Went to the Mercedes plant that's here in Tuscaloosa. If you have a Mercedes car, which I don't know anybody, if, if we have a listener that has a Mercedes, fucking good on you. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: At which point uh, taxes comes up and he's just like, I just like taxes because it charged me so much on my Mercedes, baby. <laughs> um,
1: there was one point, though, where they make the cars from scratch to, oh, you can just drive this thing away. Yeah. The point was like uh, we got to the end of the tour and it was about two miles walking and you know, the tour guide he was real super nice. At the end he just they just gave us all cars. (laughs) So
0: you have a new car now.
1: Yeah, well I have three.
0: Oh shit, can I I need a new one. Can I just Yeah, they were
1: just they were handing those bad boys
0: out like candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well I mean that's I mean it's kinda just like a taste test almost. It's like test Mm -hmm. these cars and see if they're good. And just yeah. get back to us on it.
1: Well, you know how um, how some of those, uh, some stores have, like, clearance aisles and stuff for yeah. um, uh, products that were returned or have small defects? Yeah, like, one of the headlights on mine doesn't work, but it's a, it's a fine car. It's perfectly fine. functional. <laughs> it's
0: perfectly good. It doesn't matter. There's, like, yeah. a small, unnoticeable dent in, like, the side door. But, you know, other than that, yeah. it's a usable car.
1: Now, one of the ones that someone else on the tour got, it did catch on fire and explode as they left.
0: One of them didn't have a tire, which I thought was problematic, but you can just replace that. that. That's fine. Seven people died. (laughs) Oh, it was a car roulette. I am fucking sweating. (laughs) Holy shit. It wasn't bad. I'll I'll tell you, because like the habanero hot, I'm sorry, I'm still on it. The habanero hot chocolate I had the other day, you could taste the pepper, which wasn't good. This one, it's just kind of just like someone tried to make some Mexican hot chocolate and went a little too ham on it, if you know what I mean.
1: Mmm, that sounds so nice right now, boy. That sounds
2: good, I tell you that right now, my boy. Do you know, yeah.
1: Man, I'm I'm tired today. It's a a day, it's a night, so we're going on a trip.
0: The 69 episode is essentially also the drug episode because you are embodying marijuana as I am on this side embodying pure Colombian uncut cocaine. Just say, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing?
1: Legalize it.
0: Legalize it. Oh man, um, so oh yeah, I forgot to tell you when we went to we were like driving through the mountains of Gatlinburg and so obviously I'm not paying attention to much, but we're going at a reasonable speed and at one point my girlfriend looks at me and she's just like, I saw a lizard! And I'm like, firstly proud of you, happy you did that. Where was it? Because I'm like, this can't be a big lizard how the fuck did she see it? She's like It was on a rock? Okay, you saw a li- How far away? She was like, it was like right by the car. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't see that. And me and my parents kept giving her shit until the point where she was like, well, it might have been like a mouse. And I'm like, how the fuck? What's a li- (laughs) How do you get those two mixed up? She's like, well, I saw it, and I was like, well, that might be a squirrel or a, a rat or a lizard, and I was just like, well, it climbed a rock, so obviously- it had to have had the climbing abilities of a lizard and i'm like what the what if it was a rat with climbing equipment you don't know oh you know what i think it was a bear
1: <laughs> like a
0: massive bear
1: it's yeah. yeah
0: that bear
1: that bear scaled that rock no. did did i ever tell you about the last time that we went to gatlinburg and we were just driving down the road and then all of a sudden, like a bear just tumbled out of the woods onto the road, just kind of stopped on the road, what? looked left, looked right, and then just kind of like walked back into the forest.
4: What the fuck did yeah. you just say to
1: me? We we had a we had a fun bear experience. That's a bear a...
0: experience.
1: Yeah, uh, the best part was this is like we're about to turn into the
0: campground. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh man, like with me, like Gatlinburg. Oh, this is actually a good story. This is a good story specifically for this specific episode. Um, Oh no. Well, me and my dad went to an arcade because uh, my girlfriend and my mom went to ride a Ferris wheel, and I only ride Ferris wheels with my buddy, my best friend in the whole world, Blake Tanner. And we've only how many Ferris
1: wheels have we ridden before? Two. That
0: one. Two. We've ridden two.
1: I remember, okay, yeah.
0: um And so I was just like, no, Blake's not here. And they're like, you have a weird friendship. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm fairly sure he's ridden Ferris wheels without me, but whatever, I'm committed. And so uh they go off to do that, and me and my dad found, uh, Emily loves cotton candy. And so I was like, Dad, they have a cotton candy machine that makes mm. cotton candy at Jolly Ranchers. We gotta win that. And he's like, well how many tickets is it, son? And I'm like, oh, fucking fuck. fourteen thousand and he's like Fuck that and I was like, No no, we could do it And so we found one of like the little <laughs> ARM games where you try to push discs in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, those are real easy. Like we thought the ball drop game was easy. No, dude. Like, um we had some prior tickets. I think we had like four thousand in tickets, and dad gave me a card uh-huh. that had a thousand his had 4,000. By the end of it, I had nearly 20,000 tickets on my own just from this one game. And I looked at my dad all smug like a motherfucker like, yeah, dude. I just kicked your ass. At which point, he looks at me, looks down. He goes, well, you do have more tickets than me, but scans the card. I shit you not. Uh-huh. 6,969 tickets. I was like, <laughs> no! You did it! You did a double sex number! <laughs> oh, you won! You won forever!
1: Papa got you. Papa got me, man. Oh, damn. It, I was trying to see if I could find this Jolly Rancher. So, yeah, how, how much do you think you spent on those tickets?
0: Uh oh no no I know for a fact we spent more cuz I'm fairly sure they sell it on vat19.com <laughs> and
1: uh oh so you did the same thing that I did
0: Oh no I'm just a huge fan of vat19 and know they sell it but uh <laughs> well they have one of the cheaper ones Well no there's one at Home Depot for 29.99 Yeah that's what we spent on one card <laughs> The rest of it, however, definitely went up further. Now, to be fair, I also got a giant Crayola crayon filled with Lego blocks, and I also I also got my tiny, <laughs> fairly Jewish-looking Yoda here, and also, hold on, I I don't want to get it because it is kind of the lamest thing I now own, but it's the Unicone Rainbow Swirl Maker. And I don't know what the I still, I own it and I still don't know what it is. It is the best way I could describe it, it's a unicorn on top of this like platform and you make candy or something with it. But the best part is the fact that the unicorn is like spread eagle and shits all of your food out. And I'm like that's oh. something I need in my home. I need Are my Are you
1: sure you you're not supposed to like stick your head in it?
0: And the unicorns at yeah, and wear it like and- a hat.
1: Also, I like. No, I, I was gonna say you just stick your head in the unicorn's ass.
0: The whole time. Dude, that's a real. It's got a real tight ass, though. It's a tight ass unicorn.
1: And then you pull your head out and it changes the curl into a unicorn swirl. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <gasps> Blake, call fucking smart style, call fun snips, <laughs> call every hair place ever because have I got an invention for you? Uh. It's oh got to be amazing. Also, I guess continuing with last week's theme of my mind does things or asks me to do things that I know will get me in trouble. Okay, I'm just going to ask you this question, will this get us in trouble? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if, if me and you, well, I guess either one of us, me, dress up very nice like a a, a good like a good boy, like dress up in a suit. Yes. And we go to an olive garden. Yes. And we just walk around the dining hall and just stop at random tables and ask them how their meal is. (laughs) Like all you do, you don't get food, you don't get unlimited breadsticks. You just walk (laughs) over to random tables like uh, how was the food today? Excellent, excellent. And then you walk away And the only reason I want to do it is because could you just imagine the waiter coming back like, all right. And they're like, oh, yeah, the manager just came by. The manager's not. What? So what? How? uh, My my only question, I think, at this
1: point is what's going to happen as soon as you walk in the door
0: and the host or hostess asks you how many? Oh, I'm meeting someone here. You just pull that right out of your pocket. I'm meeting somebody Uh here. They're uh-huh. already here. I'm gonna go find them in the dining hall. I'm gonna ask them how their meal is today.
1: Yes, and then they say, "Oh, well, nobody's waiting for anybody." I what are you do- really doing? Then they pull the gun out.
0: <laughs> They're just like, "Look here, I kill him in. You bag <laughs> away." I kill fitted man You do that shit too good, dude. It yeah, and then they're just like back up we've had five people this week come in and fucking ask random people how their meal is. Now they've all been cordial and very nice. They've all been wearing uh BS merch. We don't know what that is, but They left some. They left some actually. In fact I think it was actually just the one guy multiple times in different BS shirts
1: think that makes sense
0: that that makes okay. perfect sense exactly oh man so Blake. well when will we will eventually get caught and
1: then they'll have to kick us down to where we will toil away in the breadstick mines yeah
0: for all eternity or alternate best possible timeline manager comes out says it at the same time as us we turn around we look at him we both freeze in place And then we start mirroring his movements. (laughs) Oh. And then we
1: kill the manager, and now we're the manager.
0: Exactly. It's like the Santa Claus. We wake up the next day, and we've got just, like, a little bit more of a double chin. And we're like, what's going on? Hairline starts receding a little. It's always the same haircut. It looks like formed black Play-Doh against their head. Barely hair at all. And you're just like, what's happening to me?
1: (laughs) And then, of course, there's just a new plate of breadsticks on your table every morning.
0: Exactly. I'm not going to lie. I would kill an Olive Garden manager if it meant that I got a plate of breadsticks. I feel like not killing the Olive Garden manager would probably get me the breadsticks easier, but I've already... (laughs) It's just You'd be doing the
1: manager a favor. Yeah,
0: thank you for not killing me. Here you are, the truly unlimited breadsticks. And I'm like, wait, truly? I thought they're always unlimited. No, 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 no. No, no. Don't believe that. Take a bite. (laughs) Takes the bite, (laughs) pulls it away. Wow, that's a really good, that's the seasonings really well. Put it Mm -hmm. back to your mouth. It's completed again. It's a
1: whole breadstick. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And even if you try, if you try shoving the breadsticks down, don't fucking matter. Breadsticks reappear. You get them. And you know what else I get, Blake? Money. I get money from all of our lovely patrons over at <laughs> patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the only website where you can go to support these BS boys right here. And, of course, we do got perks over there for you. We, I haven't done it in a while, but we do uh, streams with uh, a lot of our uh, patrons we will do invite them on to play video games with us. We have an exclusive discord where you guys can ha- come hang out and talk with the BS boys. And of course, we have the weekly shout out segment for all of our lovely patrons, like the patreon saint herself, Deborah A Moore, like Scott Moore, like Alvis Edgehart, like Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, and of course, the lovely Miss Genocide. All of our lovely patrons over at Patreon.com. And if you want to join them, just go donate, baby. That's all it takes. And now, Blake, Mm -hmm, this this segment is probably going to get a lot more fucking buckwild now that I'm high off of fucking capsaicin. But... We're doing the BS Buck Wild movie tournament, and that's fine. That's gonna yep. be our last segment of the show. Everyone loves it, it's everyone's favorite part, but I feel like not enough movies are Buck Wild. More movies need the BS touch, that exclusive touch that only we can give it. And it's been a while since we brought these boys back, but it's now time for the BS players to present scenes. <laughs> Fuck you, Captain Tim. It's now time for the BS players to present some scenes from our fa- some of our favorite films. Uh Blake, I've sent you three films. I mean, do you have a specific one you'd like to start with? Um. Well, the first one I got has the initials WW. WW. Oh, okay. I mean, we got to give away who what it is because we have to cast it. Um so Obviously, that WW stands for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. and so What?
1: No, I was going for Wally Wallace and the Chocolate
0: <laughs> Catheter. And the Unicone Maker. You unicone. The Unicone Boy. <laughs>
1: the last unicone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less sad of a movie. It's just like, fuck, we're out of ingredients. Oh, well. Oh, shit. You just got to <laughs> stick your head on it. Yeah. Um, so we gotta- I think we have four roles. We have Slugworth, Wonka, and- Slugworth, Wonka, Charlie, and Grandpa Joe. Would you like to- I, I feel like Wonka and Grandpa Joe are kinda gotta control it, so would you like to- who do you wanna be? Oh,
1: I wanna be Grandpa Joe. You wanna
0: be Grandpa Joe? Oh. Um, well. Okay.
1: Grandpa Joe, we- we're going to put our own spin on this, of course,
0: Yes? Yes, of course. Well, obviously Okay, good, good. You're not technically performing it. One of your several uh, trained actors you have prepared is going to perform it. Uh, do you have anyone specific that you want to bring in for Grandpa Joe? Uh, Cotton Hill. <laughs> oh, I may die. I may actually leave this earth. Um, oh man, who would be a good Wonka? Um, ah, shit. Who has that crazy down? I don't want to bring in our hard hitter of Ric Flair too soon, but.
1: Well, do you think Rick would fit in the other movies we have planned better, or would this be his? <laughs>
0: his... Um, no, I. <sighs> Okay, no, no, no. I know who Willy Wonka is going to be. And I don't think you know this, but he also has a popular internet series called Candy Wars. Oh, New- fuck you. It's <laughs> for the alt right <laughs> candy makers. Oh. <laughs> as Mr. Alex Jones is Willy Wonka. Um, I don't even. Slugworth literally only says the word pleasure. Can it just be the creepiest fucking guy, Blake? I just need the creepiest voice you can muster for Herbert from Family Guy. Okay. For uh, okay. and then who's Charlie gonna be?
1: I don't know. Some, <laughs> some little bitch.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I don't. Uh, I know this is usually your realm, but I'll take it. Charlie, played by Patrick Warburton. Oh. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Ahem. All right. Uh, scene 46. Interior. Willy Wonka's office. Everything is cut in half. Grandpa Joe enters. Mr. Wonka!
1: No, hold on. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> you gotta get in the character. I, I, I,
2: Mr. Wonka! I'm extraordinarily busy, sir! Now, I just wanna ask you about this damn chocolate. You that lifetime supply for Charlie, my little grandson? When does he get it? I can't fit him in. He doesn't! Well, why in the blue hell's not? Because he broke the rules. I'll break your rules like I broke my shins off. What rules? We didn't see any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong,
0: sir! Wrong! Under Section 378 of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly... That all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it, shall (laughs) read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and other fucking bullshit. Fax, Mentis, Insidium, Gloria, Colpum, and all that other Hillary Clinton demon bullshit. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You fucking line from Alex you stole frizzy lifting drinks you bumped into the ceiling which now has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing you lose good day sir
2: I'm about to lose my foot up your ass you're a crook you're a cheat you're a swindler just like me in my old days that's what you are How can you do something like this? To me, I'm a war veteran! I killed 50 Japanese soldiers to get treated like this! How could you dash my little boy's hopes and dreams? Smash them all! You're an inhuman monster like the Japanese! I said good day! Alright, come on, Charlie, let's get out of here. I'll get even with him, it's, it's the last thing I ever do. I know just what to do. I'll get my boys.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, I wish I could do a better impression of fucking Bobby. Hey, Mr. Walker. That,
2: now, don't get, get away from him, boy. He's about to fucking explode if I say anything. You know what? If, if that slug word fella wants
0: a gobstopper, he'll get one. I might shove it up his ass, too. So shines a good... Okay, so uh, Charlie puts the gobstopper on Willie's desk. So shines a good deed in a weary world. Charlie, my boy, you beautiful Republican child, you won. You did it. You did it. I knew you won. The aliens across the earth, they told me. I lost my tinfoil hat and they told me. Charlie, forgive me for putting you through this. Please forgive me. Come in, Mr. Wilkinson. Charlie... Meet Mr. Wilkinson. Wilkinson, formerly known as Slugworth, enters.
2: Mm, pleasure. Slugworth! <laughs> mm. You're looking good today, Charlie. No,
0: mm. no, that's not Slugworth. He works for me. Mm-hmm. ye, I had to test you, Charlie, and you passed the test. You won! Won what? what? THE JACKPOT, MY DEAR SIR, THE GRAND AND GLORIOUS JACKPOT! THEY DID IT! THEY WON!
2: THEY'RE FINALLY GONNA DO IT!
0: And then it actually turns out that Alex Jones is the one who makes all the candy that turns people gay. He's the one behind it the whole time. Of course, that's how the movie has to end. That's how it has to end. And that was, of course, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory presented by the BS Players. I'm sorry, just as it started going on, the more I was just like picturing Bobby sitting there next to fucking Walker, just like, hey! What you'd listen to, son? Should have just done the whole cast of fucking King of the Hill. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um. I want to take it back to the 90s. Oh,
1: what would, who would, uh, Wonka, would, would he be, Boomhauer? <laughs> I mean, dang old right, man,
2: how you, 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 yeah, you stole food and little drink, dang old. Dang and drink, little drink. Sir, dang, you, you, right. you know, how you doing? You loose, sir, you know, good day.
0: All right, all right, uh, let's go back to 1999 for this next film. Actually, both of the other films are from that, well, no, no, I don't know if the other one is from 99, but, uh. Blake, I know Kung Fu, and I know this next one's going to be a hit with the BS players. What page? Uh, it's scene 28. I don't know how well that helps you. <laughs> um, So we got two people here. We got Morpheus, and we got Neo, Keanu Reeves. And uh, my bud, like, Neo's got to be Nicolas Cage, don't he? Like that. This seems like one of the roles that Nicolas Cage probably auditioned for and got turned down in. Yeah. Now, which Nick is it going to be? My Nick or your Nick? I I think it should be
1: your Nick because I think, especially since we didn't use him in the last scene, that uh,
4: I've gotta I gotta live
0: my oh, dreams. Okay.
4: I gotta live. Uh, be be the man that I always wanted to be, and that's uh, Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Okay. Um, so we're now doing a scene from The Matrix presented by the BS player starring T. Thunderbird as Morpheus and Nicolas Cage as Neo. Uh, interior room 1313. Across the room, a dark figure stares out the tall windows veiled with decaying lace. He turns and his smile lights up the room. A dull roar of thunder shakes the old building. Hey,
4: at last.
0: He wears a long black. He looks fucking dope and he walks to Neo.
4: Oh, Welcome, Neo. Hey, you you no doubt have guessed. Uh, I'm the man, the myth, the Morpheus.
2: It's an honor!
4: Mm, no, sir. The uh, honor is mine, you see. Please, come, sit, have a drink.
0: They sit in burgundy, cracked leather chairs.
4: Mmm. Feels good on your skin, doesn't it? Yeah. Only the best for you and me. Yeah, I imagine right now that you must be feeling a little bit like Alice stumbling down that little rabbit hole or somewhat like the Bald Lair Orphans.
0: <laughs> and I imagine you, you're getting jealous of how fucking fantastic I look played out on your fucking leather. Couch. <laughs> you can say that.
4: <laughs> yeah. You know, I can see that in your eyes. You got that? That eye look. <laughs> look. That look of a in your eyes of a man who uh, who accepts what he sees because he's expected to wake up, Neo. Wake up.
0: I'm awake. Uh, I've been uh, awake this whole time.
4: Well, ironically, that's is not that far from the truth. But I'm about to get ahead of myself. You don't like me to do that. I do that all the time, like in my storytelling about the Bald Lair orphans. So, can you tell me, Neo, why are you here?
2: Well, you're Morpheus, a legend. Most hackers would die to meet you.
4: Yeah, thanks. I know. But, uh, I think we both know that there's a little bit more to it than that. Do you believe in fate, Neo?
0: Yes, wait, no!
4: What? What? Well, uh, why not?
0: Cause I don't like the idea that I'm not in control
4: of my life. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. I'm gonna smile at you. (laughs) Now let me tell you why you're here. You've come because you know something, something secret, something super, super secret, serial secret. You know what I'm saying? Planned you to know kill something Kuzco,
0: the special, secret poison to kill Cusco, <laughs> You know
4: about that special secret, secret, secret poison. But what you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your whole entire life. You felt like something was wrong with the world. You know what? But it, it's like there's a splinter in your mind driving you mad it's like you're feeling this feeling has brought you to all these different feelings brought you to me <laughs> uh, yeah know what I'm talking about no wait is it the matrix yeah that's it do you uh want to know what it is nodding yes approvingly <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad we have somebody else who narrates his actions. This matrix, though, it's it's everywhere. It's all around us. It's here in this room. You can see it out your window or your television. You feel it when you go to work or when you go to church, pay your taxes, or ride down the road in your sweet thunderbird. It's the world that's been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? The secret truth, Neo. The super, super, Damn super it. cool truth. The fucking bad dumb. truth and and nothing but the truth. You're a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you are born into bandage and bondage.
0: Bandage.
4: You were you kept, born into
0: a bandage.
4: <laughs> you're kept inside a prison that you can't smell, taste, or touch. A prison of your mind, like Alex Jones says. Info war! Hold on, let me lean back and let this leather crack. Unfortunately, no one one can be told what the Matrix is. You're going to have to see it for yourself. Now this is your last chance. After this, there's no going back. One of these. You take the blue pill and the story ends. You get super secret poison. Uh, poison. Cusco's poison. Wait, but it's... Gr- Cage is poison.
2: It's green, though. Wait, are these jelly beans?
4: Eh. Oh. If you... Also, the blue and has super hot peppers in it. Uh, then you wake up in your bed. You believe whatever you want to believe. But if you take this red pill, this is ecstasy. <laughs> You stay in Wonderland and I'll show you how deep this rabbit hole goes into ecstasy.
2: Fuck yeah, let's do it! Oh
4: yeah!
0: It's oh god, it's spicy! They were both spicy! <laughs> Fuck
4: That's the trick. Uh,
0: uh, 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 uh. Also, also, I am definitely have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alright. So that was what just happened. I don't know. It was a lot of war, warbling is what we should call it. Warburton yeah. warbles.
4: Sometimes Patty, Patty just goes on what he wants to go on. You yeah, know. that's, that's right.
0: Ready. But da 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 Blake, do you hear it? da da da. It's the sound of wizardry. Because after that, we can only finale with a film known to everyone, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And so I think we're going to need... Okay, I'm going to volunteer a certain blonde-haired world heavyweight champion to be Hagrid.
4: Hagrid.
1: Well, good, because I was thinking that, you know, Harry is a character who he's never really known family. He's never really known...
3: Oh no! Oh no!
0: So Stitch is fucking... Okay, okay.
3: Meet me Stitchy Potter.
0: And then I think we still got the three, we got Uncle Pig Fat, Aunt Pig Fat, and then uh, Cousin Ragtime Roast Beefy. (laughs) Oh. Oh man, Alex Jones would have been a good Uncle Pig Fat.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: Fuck. I I just want them all to be played by the same voice.
0: (laughs) It's not just finding what voice it is. It's just the same. It's just. (laughs) It's just all like the same yelling idiot. (laughs) No, it's all it's all the voice I do for my dad. It's just three dads.
1: Oh, God. It's dads all the way down. It's
0: dad all the way down. All right. Do we want to do that? Any other character that's not Hagrid or Harry is my dad? Yeah. All right. uh, A house on a rock island somewhere out at sea. The family is sleeping with Harry Potter. Harry Potter, that fucking dope wizard out on the cold dirt floor. He's drawn a birthday cake, which reads, Happy Birthday, Harry. He looks at Dudley's watch when beeps midnight.
3: Suddenly
0: the door thumps. Harry jumps. Door thumps again and the fuck fucking Hagrid's here. <coughs> Who's there? Ah oh, sorry about that, big man. I had a few too many today. Woo! <laughs> Well, I demand you leave at once, sir. You are breaking and entering. Ooh. <laughs> Hagrid comes over, gets the gun, bends it upwards. Dry up, Dursley, you old great fucking prune. Ah! Uh-huh. Ah! My, dad, I haven't seen you since you were a baby, Harry, but fuck. You're a fat fucking piece of shit, I'll tell you that. You think, you think the fucking wizard king, the king of all wizards, Harry Potter, needs more fucking Twinkies? Are you kidding? I'm not Harry.
3: Hi. <laughs> I am.
0: Oh, well, of course you are. Got something for you. Pray to fucking. There may be some bourbon on this. Couple lines of coke. I'm sorry. Imagine it'll taste fine, just Ooh. the same. Baked it myself. Words and all. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Thanks. He uh, opens the cake, <laughs> which reads, "Nature Boy." <laughs> it's not every day that a young man turns 11, now is it? Um, fucking Hagrid does some magic and a firelight.
3: Excuse me. Who, who are you?
0: Who am I? Yeah. Who am I? I yeah. am the Kiss Stealing. Woo! Wheeling, dealing, limousine rot. Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and Grounded Hogwarts. Of course, you all know about Hogwarts. What? No, you don't. Bloody no. Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mom and your dead mom and dad learned it all?
3: I had a mom and dad? <laughs> no.
0: Well, let me tell you, You... Woo! Are... Woo! A... Woo! Wizard Harry!
3: A rat? Right.
0: A wizard! <sighs> A fucking dope one of that, I'd wager, once you train up a little.
3: Ooh, no, you made a mistake, I'm not a wizard, I'm just, I'm just Harry, just a stitchy little Harry.
0: Well, just stitchy Uh, little Harry, you ever make something happen? Anything you couldn't explain when you're angry or scared? Like, did you throw this fat fuck in a snake cage once on accident? (laughs) 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 Uh, then he gives him the letter, which reads as such.
3: Oh, God. Dear Mr. Potter, we are pleased to inform you... that you have been accepted to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry.
0: Yay! I'm a wizard. Stitch is wizard.
3: And an alien. (laughs) And Ohana Mean Family. Oh. And my Ohana dead.
0: My Ohana got killed by some no-nose fuck. (laughs) No-nose fuck Uh. killed my family. I think that's where we needed to bring in the fucking, uh, King of the Hill characters.
2: Oh, yeah. I kill Fitty families. I killed
0: fifty families. Oh, man. But you know what I always kill Blake Tanner? I kill it when I design us some shirts. Over at Merch.AloadOfPureBS.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. com. It's the website where you can go and get your official BS merchandise. So make a brand new shirt every single month. And we got shirts not just for us, but we got shirts for Fight Boys, for Opposite Attractions, for all of your favorite BS Network programming. All available on merch.alodapurebs.com, which means Blake... We're go. It's coming down to the wire, baby. There's only three more left of these before we mm-hmm. get into the semis. Mm-hmm. But it's time for the BS, a Buckwild movie tournament, and I think we should just get right into it because that last segment was fucking long. Oh I- no! Now I did find. I know I've been teasing Space Jam, but I think Space Jam may be my like. Cause you've got one that you consider your ace in the hole. Space Jam is my ace in the hole. Uh huh. I think the last one of this is gonna be us pitting our two aces against each other. Which is oh, of course. Which is why Blake, I'm I I do want to stick with another film starring Bill Murray. Mm hmm. But not just starring Bill Murray, cause like. I was thinking earlier about Buckwild movies, and I was thinking about, like, being John Malkovich. That's a really Buckwild movie. You get to kind of be inside John Malkovich. But this is weirder because you get to go inside Bill Murray. Because my boy... Ah, this is a good one. It's Osmosis Jones time, baby! (laughs) This fucking movie... As a child, like, you know, as a child, when your gross-out factor is at its... Like, you can handle a lot. I could not handle the live-action scenes in this film. So let's just get into it. Uh, Bill Murray, I'm not even gonna call him by his real name. Apparently, his wife died, and now he's sad, and he copes by eating like shit and ignoring hygiene. And in what may be the worst scene ever filmed... <clears throat> on 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 video bill mm-hmm. murray drops a boiled egg already a disgusting food to watch someone eat drops it into like grass and dirt a monkey picks it up monkey puts it in its mouth monkey yeah. spits it out bill murray then eats it now what what bill doesn't know is that on that egg was fucking anthrax now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I don't know if that's how Anthrax gets around. It No, it wasn't Anthrax, but okay. No, that's, his name was Thrax. Oh. Yeah, the villain's name was Thrax. Now, at one Ooh. point, he is compared to Ebola, and in what is probably the weirdest and also baddest line of all time, he's just like, Ebola? I make Ebola look like a head cold next to me. And I remember being like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but that was kind of dope. Also, we can go back to The Matrix, because it is Lawrence Fishburne playing Anthrax. And so... I remember that. You go inside the body of uh, Bill Murray, and of course you got Chris Rock playing a hot hot news white blood cell officer of the police. And he's chasing out germs. But he fails, and he causes Frank to have a major leg cramp. And so... Uh, Apparently, the mayor, the mayor actually trying to get reelected, doubles down and makes Frank eat more junk food, despite the fact that his secretary is like, that's not the best idea. And so it turns out that the mayor is also part of the reason why Bill Murray is a nasty, disgusting man in this film. And so uh, uh, apparently the mayor is like, no, 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 I'm not... The egg isn't what caused anthrax to get in here. It's fine. Tells him to take a cold pill. And then, of course, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. (laughs) Out comes David Hyde Pierce, except he is a pill called Drixenol, uh, known as Drix. And he partners with Chris Rockgerm to investigate Frank's sore throat. And Drix uh, cools off all the information. Meanwhile, Ozzy, he goes to some of the bacterium and they're just like, this ain't no... Like, it's like CSI. It's like, this ain't no normal thing, man. This is something new. Something new we never <laughs> seen before. And so, uh, apparently, Thrax does some shit and causes Frank to have a running nose, which almost sends out Ozzy and Drix. And I'm fairly sure that's not how medicine works. I don't think you can sneeze out the acetaminophen you took earlier in the day. But well, the acetaminophen's in your nose, I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, apparently, uh, Ozzy reveals that a couple of years ago, Ozzy accidentally caused Bill Murray to vomit on the P.E. teacher after trying to take out a deadly virus that Frank ate earlier. And basically, overnight, it turned Frank into a laughing stock. Their whole family has been humiliated and Frank got fired from the pea soup factory where he worked at. And I'm fairly sure that pea soup is also what Mm. they used for the vomit. And so Ozzy got fired from his job working in the kidneys and got demoted to patrol duty in the mouth. And then uh, Drix is then just like, hello, do you know this cabernet? It's lovely. Also, raw oysters are bad, so it's a good thing you went after that. Now, Blake, here's where the buck wild really kicks in because they go undercover at a nightclub and instead of wearing a disguise since he's a white blood cell in what may be the most horrifying scene, he just takes his face and squishes it and crams his eyeballs together and turns his face and makes it into hair. And that's how he forms a disguise where they go into a nightclub where there's a band playing, Blake. Mm-hmm. And that band... That band is called Kid Knee Rock. And I know what you're thinking, and yes, it is, in fact, yeah. ki- it is Kid Rock. I I know it's Kid Rock. It's Kid Rock and Josie <laughs> as the most disgusting jerns you've ever seen. Uh... This is also the first time I ever learned that Kid Rock had a, <laughs> had a uh, dwarf sidekick named Josie, who honestly was better than Kid Rock. <laughs> Rest in peace, Josie. You were fantastic. Um, and so uh, Ozzy founds out that Thrax wants to steal some of Frank's chromosomes, causing the body temperature to go up, which will kill him. Then it turns out, but then they find out that, oh shit, Ozzy, he's a cop. And then Dr- Dricks comes in, and what was an amazing scene, he just bursts through the door, and since they're at a club, he's just like, I'm here to save the day. Uh-huh, 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 uh uh-huh. And he just starts dancing completely out of character, and then just starts freezing yeah. everybody and taking them out. And then this explosion, oh, Dri- Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Apparently Dricks had a grenade that blew up the zit, and the zit bursts and causes it to land on the teacher's lip, like the teacher he vomited on. He yep. now puts zit on her in what is another, just the worst fucking thing in this film. Um, then the mayor fires Ozzy and orders Drix to leave the city. Now, when they say leave the city, they do mean to be pissed. They basically oh, yeah. order go get pissed. Um, now Thrax, surviving the explosion, breaks into the hypothalamus and starts stealing DNA beads, and Frank's temperature, he's a boiling baby, he just drank some ghost pepper hot chocolate, and Ozzy stops Drix from taking the piss, and convinces him to help him finish the case even though they've been fired, Thrax kidnaps Leah, who is the, um, mayor's assistant, and Ozzy's love interest, and honestly, probably one of my favorite jokes in the entire movie, because she's voiced by uh, Brandy, the uh, singer, and in one ri- one scene, uh, Osmosis just comes in, he goes, Brandy, I mean Leah, and I'm like, I don't know if, maybe Chris Rock that day just forgot what acting was, and it was just like, I just say who it is, right? And so, now Thrax, realizing that he can't live in a dead body, is going to the mouth to escape. Uh, Frank is taken to the hospital, and quite possibly the only live-action scene that doesn't make me want to die. Ozzy and Drix chase after him and save the girl, but Thrax escapes using pollen, which causes Frank to sneeze and expel anthrax from his body. Now, here's where the fucking real bullshit happens. Ozzy gets shot out of, uh, Drix's little arm Mm -hmm. cannon to the surface of Bill Murray's daughter's right eye and they land on her false eyelash. And they fight on the false eyelash. And Hmm. then, uh, uh, Thrax gets stuck in the eyelash as Ozzy's, like, since he's a white blood cell, he's just like, fuck you! And he flows around. And then, uh, The eyelash slides off and it lands in a glass of alcohol, which kills Thrax. Don't know if that's really what kills Anthrax, but whatever. Um, Oh, shit. I forgot about this. Bill Murray dies. Not permanently, but Bill Murray fucking dies in this film. Oh, yeah. He does for a little bit, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. They're just like, should we have like this triumphant moment where Bill Murray like survive? No, let's kill Bill Murray. Kill Bill Murray. Uh, he dies. His daughter is obviously devastated and cries and And what is just the biggest bullshit of all time? Ozzy is hanging out inside the tears she cries that drips down into Bill Murray's mouth with the necklace of DNA beads and rushes and quickly saves Frank. And now that he's like, well, shit, I nearly died. Frank decides to live healthy and not eat eggs that a monkey put in its mouth. And meanwhile, yes. yeah, then Ozzy uh, begins a relationship with Leia, Leah and is reinstated to the force with Drix as his new partner. Once again, don't think that's how pills work, my dude. I don't think you can just keep it around. And then they made
1: an exception.
0: Yeah. Then the mayor loses. Actually, no, there's a bit
1: where Drix is like, yeah, dude, my effectiveness was up like two days ago.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, then the mayor loses his position and has to work in the bowels. And then in a very funny, funny end scene, uh, he accidentally triggers something that makes Bill Murray fart and he gets ejected from the body. And that's osmosis Jones. The film that has fucking kid rock as a germ.
1: Oh, I do like the random. I do like the musical guests.
0: The musical guests? Apparently, it's not confirmed that he is, in fact, anthrax. No, he's a he's a unique virus. He's referred to as the Red Death, which is literally what Ebola is called. But then, apparently, when someone says, oh, like Ebola, he's like, no, Ebola's a case of dandruff compared to me. Take the red pill, or blue pill. Either way, I'm gonna fuck you up.
1: Well, technically, he is the red pill.
0: Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, I was gonna uh, say Drix is the red pill.
1: No, he's red and yellow. It's different. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just trying to think because, like, it may just be because I I grew up, I watched that movie a few times.
0: But yeah, it's got some wild moments in it. I watched but, that movie a lot. And even mm-hmm. that, like, no, I watched that movie so many times. However, you know how you can look at old VHS tapes and be like, oh, they watched this scene a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't any of that over the Bill Murray scenes, because I fast-forwarded that shit every time. I'm like, no, I don't want to see Bill Murray vomit or zit pop on somebody or eat this nasty old egg. Uh there was also... Right. It, wait, hold on. Also, the first dick joke I ever heard in a movie was in Osmosis Jones. because nice. Yeah, because they had to get to the, um, the uvula, and Drix is just like, it's that little dangly thing hanging down in Frank's box of shorts! I'm on it! Let's go! And I was like, ah, All right. dick joke. All right, uh, bring it to the table. So, I thought that I would
1: go with today with a wonderful absurdist movie. Uh, critically acclaimed, it's a great, uh, just crazy, crazy little romp on the wild side, and it is called The Lobster. What? Have you ever heard of The Lobster? I've not heard of The Lobster. Um, should know it stars uh, the likes of Colin Farrell, okay, Rachel Weisz. Uh, let's see. John C. Riley.
0: Oh man. <laughs> you can't hype me up like that. You can't be like John C. Riley. Hmm. Uh but um so the
1: plot of the lobster is we start out with Colin Farrell, David. He opens up and you just hear his wife girlfriend, I'm not sure if they really specify, and they're leaving him kay. for another man. Okay. And that means that David has to go to this special hotel, because in this future world, you can't be single. Period.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: Um, As you get into the hotel, you find out that um, the hotel manager explains that all single people at this hotel have 45 days to find a partner. Or, if they don't, they'll be transformed into an animal of their choosing.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, at least you get to choose it. You do get to choose
1: it. As a matter of fact, um, David chooses a lobster.
0: Oh, really? I would have never guessed. A lobster,
1: um, because he says that he likes the sea, and he likes swimming, and that lobsters are blue-blooded, so he'll at least feel like royalty, and they can live for a very long time, so he won't die, um... Actually, at this point, it's revealed that uh, David's dog that he's been carrying with him for the film is actually his brother. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. David uh, then meets uh, several people. He meets Robert, a man with a lisp, and uh, John, who has a limp. And this is important because they find out that you can only match with people who are like you. So if you have a lisp, you can only match with someone who has a lisp. Or if you have a limp, only someone with a limp.
0: Now, here's an <clears> important question that I hope this film addresses and it's that if you get transformed into a dog, does the dog have a lisp? Woof. Um, yes. Woof.
1: Uh anyway, the uh the hotel you get to you gets to a lot of rules like um some of their rituals include the banning of masturbation, but you must be sexually stimulated by hotel maids every so often. Wait, you must be? You must be. So, instant maid gratification, but you can't do it yourself. Yeah. Um. Guests attend dances, which I can only describe as the most awkward middle school type dance, where nobody really wants to dance with each other, and everybody's just trying to find somebody that's kind of like them. Um, they also watch propaganda films, which eh, <laughs> teach things like, you know, a woman without a man is not safe, but a woman with a man is safe, and that's why everyone has to have a partner. Okay. Uh huh. Um. One of the uh one of the dudes, the Lisp dude, is caught masturbating, and then as punishment, the hotel manager sticks his fingers into a toaster. Um wait, hold on. Sticks his
0: own fingers or the guy's fingers?
1: Well, no, the hotel manager, uh, she sticks his fingers. Okay.
0: Cuz that'd be a weird punishment. I didn't want to have to do this, but D I'll
1: do I'll do it myself too just to have you feel it. Yeah. Um so like I said, they have to have a distinguishing trait. Um somebody shows up with a limp. And John, who has the limp, is coming in and he's so excited because he's about to get turned into the a- an animal. But they find out that the woman's limp is from an injury and that he's not a suitable match for her. Oh no. oh no. Um now there's a fun way that you find out afterwards that you can extend the number of days you have in the hotel by going into the forest surrounding the hotel. And tranquilizing people who have escaped from the hotel, who choose to be single and live in the forest. These people are known as loners, and every loner you catch earns you another day. So, um, on one hunt, while well, uh, a woman with a fondness for biscuits offers David <laughs> sexual favors, which he declines.
0: Not. Oh, I was hoping it'd be in exchange for biscuits. Fuck yep. for a biscuit. Fuck, fuck for a biscuit, biscuit, please? Well,
1: afterwards she says, well, if she doesn't find a mate before her deadline, she's just gonna jump out of the hotel windows and kill herself.
0: Man, I wish um, we could use profanity as title, because Fuck for a Biscuit would be this episode's title.
1: Mm-hmm. Fuck for a Biscuit. Um, John then finds somebody who th- he thinks he can match with, Um, but she has constant nosebleeds. So he has oh. to lie... And smash his nose against a wall to make himself have nosebleeds.
0: Oh, fuck, dude. Damn it. Um,
1: so these two, they do start a relationship. And at this point, you move from the singles area of the hotel into the couple section. Because you have to have a month-long probationary relationship. Um,
0: okay. But David
1: later, he learns that this woman is extremely cruel she has tranquilized more loners than anyone else. She's been at the hotel for a long time. Um as a matter of fact, one of their conversations is interrupted by uh the screams of the biscuit-loving fuck woman who has um, <laughs> uh she has her deadline has apparently been reached and she has jumped out of a window, but she has not died and only hurt herself terribly um yep David then pretends to enjoy biscuit woman suffering to gain the interest of, of the heartless woman he and heartless woman then get into a jacuzzi where she fakes choking and he doesn't attempt to help her but this is a test and she decides they're a match so they finally get to go to the couple's suite okay However, this is all fine and dandy until David wakes up one morning and he finds that this heartless woman has kicked his brother to death.
0: There's a dead dog in this film? Yes. You just lost ten points.
1: (laughs) So you mean I won ten points.
0: Uh, No, no. (laughs) No.
1: She, but the heartless woman find, sees that David cries in response because she just murdered his brother.
0: Well, not only that, I feel a dog. Like it's more that it's a dog. <laughs> like I could yep. lose my brother, but my dog, no.
1: This is when uh, this is when she tases him and takes him to the hotel manager, and she she she, she suggests that he's. I'm is looking punished. up
0: what fucking uh, m- awards this movie won.
1: <laughs> um, several. As a matter of fact uh she wants him to be turned into an animal that no one likes but this is when he escapes and he goes to join the loners in the forests um actually at this point uh the heartless woman is transformed into an animal that we don't get to see so there's some there's some payback for that yeah um david joins the loners who kind of have the exact opposite kind of lifestyle where they forbid romance totally and if you do get caught having a romance they mutilate you
0: fucking hell
1: <laughs> um the hotel maid that helps david escape is actually a mole for the loners and um she's trying to sabotage the hotel as much as possible
0: there's a um, lot going on here man
1: yep the loners actually try to sabotage the hotel um david reveals ...to the nosebleed woman that John has been... ...or, um... ...David, uh... ...never mind. Uh, Fuck it! The loners... Fuck yeah. it, who cares? Yep. Because at this point, <laughs> the loners hold the hotel manager... ...and her husband at gunpoint... ...and trick the hotel managers... ...into shooting... ...or... ...is the hotel manager... ...is that the woman or not? The hotel manager shoots their significant other... ...but the gun isn't loaded... And so the co- it just leaves the end of this scene as each couple faces each other while one of them is tried to shoot the other with an unloaded gun to save themselves. Okay. Um, David begins a relationship with another woman though, and as a loner, that's not cool. Um they plan to escape everything together, escape the woods, the hotel, but um now they f- but they are found out. And, um, the woman that David has started a relationship with, short-sighted woman is what they call her, um... The
0: short-sighted fuck lady, yes.
1: Yes. They kidnap her and try to fix her short-sightedness. Yeah. But she is instead blinded by the surgery. And in anger, the short-sighted woman kills the maid, um... And then she escapes and tells David that she's blind. And they try to find something else that they have in common so they can be a match. But there's no avail. So he says he'll figure it out. And they continue with their escape plan. So they overpower the leader of the cult of loners. um, And then they escape. So David's plan that the ending of the movie, he goes into a restroom... He pulls out a steak knife and then he points them at his eyes as the blind woman waits at a table for him to return. So. And the movie's over.
0: I was having some, I, I was having some tr- firstly, I do want to say this won an award at something called the Crested I know it's Butte, but I know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Crested Butt Film Festival. Um. Mm-hmm. Now, it, I initially had the reaction of just like, cause me and you, we were in college theater, which is full of weird shit like this, where they're like, we use absurdism to try to hold a mirror up to the bullshittery of the world. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. And that's why at first I was going to use that as an argument. I was like, well, okay, it's kind of got like this, a Swiss army man vibe or something where they're just like, it's absurdist, but also it's got a good story behind it. But then you kept going and then I, I, I got to a point where I had to go to the Wikipedia page. And you Garrett, you basically locked in the win when I went down to the cast. And I I <laughs> thought that you just kind of gave them these nicknames because you're like me and you don't care about their names. But no, there is a person in the cast credited as... The Biscuit Woman. Yep. (laughs) And with that, Blake Tanner, you win. You just fucking (laughs) win. (sighs) The Biscuit Woman. Oh my god. So, so Blake Tanner, what the fuck did you learn this week?
4: (laughs) I learned that the, uh,
1: the best way to find a match... Is to smash your head against the wall to have a nosebleed, mm-hmm. eat fuck biscuits, and then blind yourself with a steak knife.
0: Exactly. And I learned hot chocolate is some hot chocolate, but I had the hottest <laughs> hot chocolate I could ever have. And I I don't know where I am mentally right now after it, but it was a good episode. I mean, episode yep. 69, we said we were going to blow it out of the water, and I think, <laughs> I think we fucking did it, baby. Yep. We blew I still got that shit buffalo out of, sauce for you. We got that spicy buffalo, baby. So Blake Tanner, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at this singles hotel. They're about to take me away. Oh no. Um, you can also find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um the same on Instagram. You can find me um doing Fight Boys with Scotty and our other Woo! boy Dylan uh every week as well on the BS Network. And you can find me at the darkroom video, that's darkroom, V-I-D-Y-A, on YouTube if you like video games.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe, that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. There's Quizzle Corp, Quizzle Corp Risen, and BS vs. the Gods. That's right, this podcast has an official fucking novelization. Where me and Blake fight Grecian gods. It's like a mixture of American gods and supernatural and fucking whiskey. And it's fantastic and I love it. (laughs) The other day, I think it was Opposite Attractions. I was just like, it's the first ever novelization tie-in to a podcast. And then I went, wait, welcome to Night Vale. Shit, they Mm -hmm. beat us to it. But, of course, yeah, guys, make sure to check all that out on Amazon. It's not hard to find. Look me up, Scotty Mo. It's everywhere. And then, of course, check out all the other amazing BS Network products. There's Fight Boys, like Blake talked about, and Opposite Attractions, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy try to build our own theme park, and we fail horribly every single time, no matter what. Uh, So make sure to check out all of that. Make sure to watch us on Twitch if you haven't been watching us. uh, If you've only been checking us out live or, or if you've only been watching us on YouTube or wherever. We stream usually around 1030 Central Standard Time every Thursday. It changes depending. But yeah, twitch.tv slash a load of BS. Check us out there. Buy our merch, merch.alodopurebs.com. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure Buy our merch at merch.alodopurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure S accept no substitutes and I will see you next week!